y'all. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them cowboys? Yeah! Oh, yes. How about them cowboys indeed? Coming in, guys. Episode 2 of the South Lot Football Guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here. I am your host, Evan Newberger. To my right, I'm looking at Adam Sidek, and to my left, I have Robbie Larson. Welcome in, guys. We're happy to have you here. Got a good show for you today. Uh, starting off, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at SLFootballGuys, and you can follow our Snapchat uh, feed as well with the same name, SLFootballGuys. Uh, format uh, the show going into the season. I want to touch on that real quick. So once we get into the year, we're going to be putting out episodes every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Tuesday episode is going to cover a recap of the uh, prior weekend's games, kind of go through uh, fantasy winners and losers, uh, kind of review uh, how our game picks went, that sort of thing. Uh, then we're going to take you guys through uh, waiver wire uh, pickups as well. On Thursday, we're going to go through each of the game's uh, point spread lines, and uh, we're going to make sure that we cover uh, some of our key fantasy plays, start-sit sort of thing, and uh, get you set up for the weekend. But yeah, that'll be every uh, Tuesday and Thursday during the season, so we hope you guys uh, stick with us. Uh, as for the rest of the show, we're going to get into the NFC East here, barring no more uh, technical well, difficulties. Hope, hope yeah, computer sticks with us. Yeah, we uh, we had one crash. Uh, the fans working hard right now on the computer. So um, yeah, you know we're 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 chugging along here. So far, so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The computer's not nuts about me uh, wanting to cover the Giants here. So it's a, it's a little sweaty in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our makeshift studio here with these uh, these blankets up. We're we're getting good, but I think I think we're sounding better. So, uh, but with that, guys, yeah, definitely want to get into the NFC East here. So. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through uh, each team, kind of cover their offseason, and and uh, ultimately how we think they're going to fare in the 2019 season. We're going to go least uh, worst finisher to the best finisher. And so with that, uh, in the NFC East, the worst finisher was the Giants. So I'll take you through that. Obviously, the big thing with the Giants this year was their groundbreaking trade of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, they sent... Odell and Olivier Vernon to the Browns for Kevin Zeitler, a Jabril Peppers, and uh, Cleveland's 2019 first-round pick, which I believe was 17, and then the uh, Cleveland third-round pick. So ultimately, um, I wasn't a big fan of this trade when the Giants made it. Uh, I think Odell Beckham is just an absolute uh, generational talent. That uh, you know, kind of guy in this league that you just can't let go. Um, I think he's going to have a monster year coming up with uh, the Browns. I'm really excited to see him uh, get into an offense that just doesn't have him run slants all day. Uh, you know, kind of divvy up his route tree, let him get creative with it. I think he's going to have a breakout season. But uh, ultimately, I like the Giants get uh, Kevin Zeitler in return. I think that's good. They definitely need. Uh, Interior O-line help, and he'll help solidify the middle of that line. Should help uh, Saquon find some holes. Uh, not a big Jabril Peppers fan. Uh, understand he's got uh, that first-round uh, first pedigree to him, but hasn't really uh, panned out so far in his first couple of years in the league, and I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced that he is somebody that's going to have a lot of long-term success as a uh, defensive back in the NFL. But uh, ultimately, you know, regardless of that, the team... Has some uh, has made some moves. They they made a big pickup of Golden Tate. They 
gave him a lot of money. Golden Tate's got a four-year, $37.5 million contract. Uh, $23.9 million of that was guaranteed. They can get out after year two for a $5 million dead cap. So, uh, still a lot of money. Yeah, it's still a pretty significant deal. I think they're going to at least want hang on to him until year three when that dead cap hit I mean, is two and a half. How many years does he have left? Uh, I think he's 33 right now or 32. So, yeah, you can't, you can't think he's got too much he left. He's in the league every year. Yeah. Oh, he's shifty. Yeah. 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 He's elusive. He's uh, like a running back out there. Yeah. Slot. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I, I think that's a good signing, but I mean, they're paying him a ton of money, and I don't know. They're, he definitely doesn't replace Odell Beckham. Uh, outside of that, obviously, uh, Sterling Shepard's going to be counted on this year to really step up in the absence of Odell Beckham. Uh, he recently got a contract extension as well, so he's getting paid uh, to be. Kind of a lower-end Tier 1 receiver, high-end Tier 2, so uh, they're going to need him to play like it. Outside of that, uh, you're going to be looking at Evan Ingram trying to get involved in the offense. Uh, kind of a disappointing Year 2 campaign from him, although he did come on uh, a little bit later uh, as the season came along, but early on he was hampered by injuries and, and had a hard time getting off the ground. Uh, outside of that, I mean, I think they're going to be relying on Saquon Barkley to take them as far as they can go. And in, in today's NFL, I just don't know how much a running back can really carry you uh, unless you're Ezekiel Elliott. And I think that's about the only example we've seen in recent times of a running back really carrying a team to uh, you know playoff prominence. And, and you got to remember the Cowboys were on the back of a great offensive line and an unbelievable defense uh, when, when that was going on. And I can't really say that the Giants have either, either of those. So... Uh, I mean, Saquon's—he's a generational talent. Oh, I completely agree, but um, I—I I, I definitely don't think that he alone can carry this team no. uh, to even an above five hundred season right now. I, I see a real lack of talent, uh, especially on the D line now. Uh, I know that they got Dexter Lawrence with their first round pick. Uh, I think he's going to be real good in the uh, run stopping mode, uh, plugging up the middle of the D line, but. Ultimately, I don't. I don't know that they have enough uh, pass rushing to really get by. Spencer Lawrence going to be better than Josh Allen? Uh, you know, you'd have to hope, but probably not. Yeah. Um, don't know why they pass up on him. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, I mean that's not the only question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting into that will will kind of lead into the probably their biggest uh, factor here is the Daniel Jones uh, signing in their first round draft pick. So uh, ultimately. You know, we're going to have to see what happens here with him and Eli. I do anticipate Eli Manning starting the year, but ultimately I think by the time you get to week five or week six, this team's going to be one and four, one and five, and the fans are going to be calling for Daniel Jones. I anticipate that Daniel Jones will come in, and there's not going to be a real huge drop-off from Eli Manning because right now Eli Manning is probably a bottom-five quarterback in the NFL. Um He's having a lot of trouble in the face of pressure, and I think you're going to see, uh, you know, I think it's just time for Eli and the Giants to move on from each other. And Odell was bailing him out on a yeah. lot of throws last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. He was making some insane catches. Him and Saquon. He would just dump it off in the yep. flat. Saquon would pick up 15 yards. Yep. That too. Yep. out like three people. Yep. So if Jan- Daniel Jones comes in, does that hurt Saquon, or does it help him? I, I don't think it hurts him because I think ultimately – the game plan doesn't change. You know, you're going to see a lot of short flat routes. 
and angle routes out of uh, Saquon Barkley to kind of be like a nice outlet receiver for a young Daniel Jones, even if uh, he does give way. But, uh, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of the target share go to uh, Golden Tate. And I think as uh, as Daniel Jones gets into the lineup, I think you're going to see Golden Tate's actually usage really go up because I think uh, Golden Tate's going to be that like safe underneath outlet uh, over the middle of the field for Daniel Jones. I think, I think it might hurt Saquon if Daniel Jones gets in. Just because, you know, Eli is, is old and as diminished as his skills are, are, I mean, he's still an experienced quarterback and he knows how to operate and run that offense. Daniel Jones, it might take a little bit of time to him to get acclimated to actually run in an NFL offense, and uh, I can see the offense struggling, at least initially, with him in there. So I would, I would say a little, maybe a little bit of decline for uh, Saquon and that entire offense. Okay. Robbie, what are your takes? I'm pretty much going to say it. I mean, I still think Saquon, he can have an amazing year. I mean, they beefed up that offensive line a little bit, um, help him out. Um, and even still, he was just he's just the type of guy who's got the big playability. And that's his bread and bed and brother. <laughs> that's his bed and breakfast. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, as far as Daniel Jones go, when I watch his college tape, I see somebody with probably an average NFL arm. Uh, I think he's got above average touch, and he throws with antic- anticipation, which I think are traits that will help him. But you know, ultimately, I don't see, I don't see the next star uh, in the making in in Daniel Jones. I think you know you're going to be looking at. This guy's ceiling is kind of like a middle of the road uh, franchise quarterback, and that's if he really, you know, hits his mark and he and he peaks. I I, I don't see a lot of the flashiness that we've seen out of the recent uh, top ten picks in the NFL draft. He can move, uh, but not nearly as well as some of the people we've seen come out in the past. Uh, for instance, guys like uh, Trubisky or, or Watson or Josh Allen. Uh, he definitely doesn't have that sort of mobility. He can't throw on the run a little bit, but you see a marked uh, decline in the arm strength at that point, uh, and I think that's where he could get into some trouble. Is the uh, you know the window between the uh, trying to fit into the NFL coverage is really going to shrink up at that point. I think a good comp for him is actually Eli Manning. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm almost convinced that Gettleman's like, oh, I could just replace Eli Manning with Eli Manning. <laughs> so he went out and got him. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to risk anything. I'm going to just keep Eli for another. 10 years. Dexter Lawrence is uh, Michael Strahan. He's replaced. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of bring it all back here, guys. Yeah, I, I definitely am not uh, anticipating a very good season from the Giants. I think they're going to wind up being a 5-11, and 4-12 and type team. Uh, it's unfortunate because I think, you know, Saquon, a lot of his uh, great early on years here, I, I fear are going to be wasted on, on teams that just are dreadful. And, uh, I think it was really disappointing that they they, they traded Odell Beckham, uh, but you know that's the decision they've made, and uh, you know they're gonna have to live with it now. So we'll see. Time will tell if uh, old Dave Gettleman knows what he's doing. But uh, I have to say, right now, I'm I'm not not thrilled about it. Nope, I didn't. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, with that, I think we're ready to move on to the uh, Redskins. Uh, Robbie, why don't you take it away? Yeah, the Washington Redskins finished a seven and nine record. Uh, coach under Jay Gruden. Um, pretty much a lot of this team is 
staying the same. Um, they they lost a couple starters, but they replaced them. But overall, what what I was kind of looking for, this was one team I was looking at, see how they what they do this off season because they always have a great starting lineup. Um, maybe great is a little overemphasizing it. They they got a solid starting li- lineup always, but they just have no depth behind them. And they got Alabama's defense. They that is true. They have have Alabama's defense back there, which is what more can you ask for? Um, but they draft. They made some moves. They drafted Dwayne Haskins. They're able to get him after uh, Daniel Jones went to the Giants. Um, and. They also grab Montez Sweat, who I think is going to really help on the pass rush outside. That's a good player. Um, I think he's going to be a good player, um, which is good for their defense. Um, again, it, this team, it just comes down to me about depth. And so one thing I'm actually looking at um, betting-wise for the season, um, it seems like the Redskins always start off hot. Last three seasons, they started off 3-2. and two. Okay. But they, because of injuries and whatnot, they have some weird fluky injuries, too. I don't know what's going on there. A lot of knee injuries. A lot of knee injuries. Um, they did have a big hit in uh, Ruben Foster. Um, that, that's, a, that's a bad ACL tear, um, which hurts, hurts their defense a little bit. But anyways, second last three seasons, they started three and two each. The last half of these seasons... Um, they went four and four, three and five, and two and six. They're a team that just doesn't finish strong. So one thing I'm looking for is if they start off hot again, then maybe bet against them going for the remainder of the season. So I mean, well, I'll agree with you. So you're clearly looking at a trend there. But I mean, last year there was a clear explanation for that. I mean, Alex Smith going down. This team looked like a playoff team. Going into week Six seven, and three. yeah. Uh, Again, they they have good starters. They they have a great starting squad, but yeah. they just have no depth behind it, and they didn't do anything this so offseason. So as they, as they get next up, yeah. So I, I mean, injuries happen to every team. I I think the Redskins, um, if I remember seeing the stat correctly, they're one of the highest injury teams in the last five years. Mm-hmm. They just get the injury bug more than anybody else. I think the only team that was higher than them was surprisingly the Saints. Um, but yeah, this is this team doesn't really have a whole lot of depth. Um, this this offensive system, when you're looking at it, it revolves around a lot of short passes and playing to the tight ends. That's not um, really what uh, Wayne Haskins' bread and butter is. He's he's more of a deep ball passer. Mm-hmm. Really good touch on the deep balls. So, yeah, I, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because it seems like a lot of Gruden's uh, plays are just a lot of those short passes, use the, utilize the tight end. Um, and it's going to also be um, interesting to see who even starts off. They, I mean, they got Case Keenum. They brought him in. Got Jermaine Haskins. You still got Col- McCoy there. You got Josh oh. Johnson there. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> the Sanchez. That QB room is loaded. Who knows? Who knows is gonna who's gonna start? Um, what are, What are you uh, anticipating though for the start of the season? You think it's uh, Keenum? I think it's gonna be Keenum. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna put in Dwayne Haskins right away, um, but I think they will probably switch to him as the season goes along. Um, and then as for the running back room, that's also another crowded si- situation. I know we, at least we really like Darius Geis. 
Um, but this this knee injury he had is being a little concerning, especially since Adrian Peterson um, they signed re-signed him like right away in free agency, which is kind of a bad sign for Pete or for um, Geis. I was going to say Peter Ryan. Like nobody cares about him. <laughs> is he still on the roster? He's still on the oh, roster. So he's, he's on, good for him. <laughs> um, but then you they you also saw him um, draft uh, Bryce Love in the draft, who might be more of a Chris Thompson like comp. Yeah. Um, but still, this is kind of scary for Darius Geis, who looked like one of the best runners coming out last year. I think Bryce Love. I, I when I was reading, I don't think he's actually going to play this year. I think he's. Gonna rehab the knee injury that he suffered in college. Um, probably gonna take the year well, off. Gonna give him a year, sort of redshirt year. I guess that's what their plan is. Um, from what I'm reading on Darius, guys, yeah, definitely gonna be a risk. You never know how somebody comes back from a knee injury like that, as severe as that. But uh, if he's anything like his uh, his buddy there in that uh, running back locker room, AP, I think I think he has a chance to be one like a, a legitimate star in the NFL. I, I think he was as talented as Saquon Barkley coming out of college. He set the record in the SEC for yards per attempt. Um, just an absolute, looks like the Tasmanian devil out there running the ball. He just refuses to go down. Yeah, he, like, he refuses, really does. Yeah, I'm, great running back. I really hope he, he heals up and then he's fine and he's as healthy as he was at LSU because if he is, Redskins got a, got a star there at running back. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. I'm, I'm worried that he's not going to be fully healthy to start the season, which is... Um, makes this running back backfield mm-hmm. a little murky. And we'll touch on fantasy impacts later, but he's probably one of the biggest high-risk, high-reward running backs in the entire football league, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, the Redskins are interesting to me because I think they're building a team that's almost, uh, you know, it's 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 like 1980s football again. It's their... It's a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, you know, it's it's pound of the rock, and they play as we like to say, like they muddy the game up, and it's they're trying to win the game, like twenty to 17, 17 13, those mm-hmm. sort of games, and and I their defense is good enough to do it. They have a surprisingly good defensive unit, uh, strong defensive line. I I wonder, I wonder if this team, with a breakout season from Dwayne Haskins. Isn't a playoff team. Could be. It, he could be the spark they need. Do they have any playmakers know. on the white outside? They yeah. have that happen. I mean, Paul Richardson, Josh Doxson. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of those guys are good, good deep ball runners. Yeah, Paul Richardson can high point. Yeah. They can high point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do they? Dobson can too. Well, they and let him throw it deep. That, yeah. That'll be the thing. I did just look up uh, Chris Thompson. This is. He's um, unrestricted free agent next year, so it could be um, Bryce Love what they're doing with Bryce Love. Chris Thompson, too. I think he's one of the uh, more underrated players in the game. Uh, extremely good at his role, that, that scat back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got hurt last role. year. Yeah, 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 yeah and that's, that's, that's been his issue. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, you know, he's, he's another guy that's extremely elusive. Um, can do a little bit of running between the tackles, but, I mean, that's not really his game plan. He's more going to be an outside runner and, and catching flats and, and screens and that sort. But, uh, yeah, I, I went into last year thinking that he could be a uh, potential breakout candidate, and unfortunately the injuries kind of derailed him. 
But uh, yeah, I still always good to have around. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I can't help but think that uh, you know some good quarterback play though. This this team showed a lot at the early on uh, last year, and and I think they're a more talented group than they're getting credit right now. If they can continue to run the ball well uh, and and play solid defense, I think they could surprise some people. All right, uh, anything else on the Redskins, guys? Um, I think I'm good on them, Um, but let's take a little break here and thank today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Effin' Round Brewery. Effin' Round Brewery would like to introduce you to their new brew called Red Star, the world's first Tabasco-infused ale. It's everything you could ask for in a nail. It'll light up a party in your mouth and bring tears of joy to your eyes. Try F and Round's other great flavors, such as their jalapeno poppy, jalapeno popper hoppy IPA, and their West Coast wasabi wheat for an absolute treat. Mm. You can find F and Round's Red Star Ale along with these other great concoctions on tap at the nearest bar by you. Great, thank you. Yeah, and we always want to thank our sponsors here. Uh, you know, that's who uh, keeps the lights on yeah, here, guys. So. Uh, no laughing around there. <laughs> no laughing <laughs> <effing> around. <laughs> All right, uh, now we head over to the East Coast, and we're going to uh, stick with the Eagles here. Uh, so the Eagles, uh, unfortunately, guys, they they devastated our, our hopes last year by beating our Bears uh, in a hard-fought uh, playoff game. Uh, hashtag double doink. We're not going to get into that. Um, but uh, ultimately, uh, they 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 went downhill at the hands of the Saints in a very close game. Um, fortunately, uh, Alshon Jeffrey uh, kind of though I missed there had a ball in his hands and uh, got through and led to a Saints pick as the Eagles were driving to potentially win the game. But that was a really close game. Uh, the Eagles have traditionally, at least the last two years. They've come on strong. They've played their best uh, when they kind of transition to a more defensive, uh, run-heavy, and kind of short-passing style of offense that uh, you don't really see when Carson Wentz is in the game. Um, it's it's the kind of play that they transition to with uh, Nick Foles. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they uh, bounce back this year now that they're going to be fully reliant on Carson Wentz to uh, take them to where they need to go. I do think uh, that they've done some good things. The Eagles have one of the better offensive lines in the league. Uh, obviously, you have Kelsey in the middle, and, and the two tackles of Peters and Lane Johnson are great. I really like the uh, draft pick of Andre Dillard out of Washington State. Uh, it's going to be a clear heir apparent to Peters. Peters is 37 this year and is, is still really? the better at his position, uh, believe it or not. Uh, but I think it's good. It gets them a bit of a hedge against uh, injury and uh, you know, for the most part, I think the Eagles roster is good enough where they could kind of make that sort of a luxury pick and, and kind of bank on somebody like Dillard, not necessarily for year one, but uh, kind of make a play for down the road. I I worry about this team, though, on the defensive side of the ball. I guess before I get there, I really like the signing of Deshaun Jackson, bring him back to Philadelphia. I think that's going to help uh, take the top off the defense and open things up for uh, Alshon Jeffrey underneath on those, like, you know, 15-yard ins and, and things of that nature. Um, but back to the defensive side of this uh, team, I think this was a lot of the bread and butter of what made this team uh, really click the last uh, past couple seasons. Obviously, you got Fletcher Cox, who's really the anchor of that team, uh, continues to play at an all-pro level. But uh, 
Interesting stat here, guys. The Eagles had 41 sacks last year. They lost 18 and a half of those sacks when they lost Chris Long to retirement, trading Michael Bennett to the Patriots, and uh, when Jordan Hicks left uh, in free agency to the Eagles. So, I mean, that's roughly 50% of... Cardinals, right? Yeah, Cardinals, sorry. Uh, Roughly 50% of their sack production is now out the window. And really, uh, what they brought in was Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson, who's a very good player, but more of a run stopper, uh, kind of plugging the gaps in the middle and a pass rusher. And and the only edge they really brought in was uh, Vinnie Curry. So, and Vinnie Curry, I don't think at this stage, uh, is going to be the guy to uh, bring in that severe... uh, you know, pass production. So I think I think they're looking at Derek Barnett to step up. Yeah, um, year three, uh, EN. Uh, he's still only twenty two years old. Um, they drafted him, I think, number nine overall, mm-hmm. two thousand sixteen. So I I think he's they're expecting him to take the next step. Yeah, and uh, I think they want Brandon Graham as well. Brandon Graham's uh, I think he's thirty, but I think they just gave him a contract extension as well. So they're looking at him to fill in some of that void. But I, I do worry about this team. I I question whether or not that they're going to be able to. Uh, produce enough pass rush to be as effective as they've been in the past. So uh, I kind of see this team as uh, a nine and seven around there. I don't, I don't think that they're going to be uh, as good as, as some of the pundits believe. Um, like I said, you know, I, I think uh, this offense has potential, but uh, they really, their bread and butter over the last couple of years have just been, uh, those grind out wins with the defense, and and I'm not sure that uh, the story's going to be the same going forward. Adam, let me ask you a question: Is Wentz good? Carson Wentz? Yeah, because I've got it in my notes when we were watching film that you asked that question: Is Wentz good? I want to hear your thoughts on him. Spot here, um, Carson Wentz. I think he has. I, I still think he has the potential to be good. I I think. It's a little early to say. I mean, he's had one really good year where he got hurt, and uh, MVP candidate. It was the best they were playing as a team, I think, before he got hurt. Nick Foles that went on the playoff run as he as he's accustomed to doing. But I, I think he's good. I think you have to tailor an offense around him. Um, big arm, very mobile. He, I think he takes a little bit too many hits when he's like, running the ball. He needs to learn how to slide. Um, definitely a tough, tough quarterback. Um, I, I can I I think I could see him being top fifteen, top ten QB in the NFL. Um, you know, this year, next year, as soon as he gets used to the offense. I think I think I think he I think he's a quality above qual above average starter in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah. What what's your take on him, Robbie? Um, my take for once. Um, I mean, he's obviously got those injury concerns. Uh, he absolutely loves Zach Ertz. I don't know yeah. if it's the Z yeah. in the last name. They got that Z connection, but um, he absolutely loves looking his way, um, which, I mean, not to turn away from Carson Wentz, but I I do really like Zach Ertz um, just getting some good production out of there, out of that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I do think Wentz, is, he's a good quarterback. I don't know if he's quite the top tier. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of good uh, QBs out there right now. Like it feels like it's kind of tough to sort out that middle tier, you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, kind of figure out who actually is above average. Um, there, there's a bunch of good quarterbacks out there. I think uh, of kind of that middle group of quarterbacks, I think Carson Wentz has some of the highest potential out of all of them. Uh, the arm talent on him 
is uh, is truly special, and and he can really uh, make throws happen with uh, changing his arm angle. Uh, I can remember a few p- plays last year where you know he just stood in the pocket and absolutely got rocked, and yeah. despite you know taking a helmet in the chest, like he still will fire a ball fifteen yards down the field on the numbers. It uh, makes you wonder what's going on in that locker room. Players are questioning his leadership because on the field he looks like a leader. He's willing to take hits. Very tough out there. So yeah, yeah. I think um, you know some of the reports that came out just said that you know he he wasn't really trusting in the offense and he was just kind of forcing it to uh, Ertz a lot of the time. And I it seemed like that led to a bit of a riff with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So I mean I think if this team is going to have success, they're going to need uh, all three of Ertz, Deshaun Jackson, and Alshon Jeffrey on the same page and going forward, you know, just really utilizing that collective group rather than just focusing in on Zach Ertz to catch 12, 13 passes a game. Right. What do you guys think about uh, their second-round running back, Miles Sanders? I I didn't like that pick, um, to be honest. Second round, I think it was a little high. Um, You see why they like him. He's probably a really good pairing with Jordan Howard. He's more of a scat um, Sort of outside the tackles, I uh, can catch the ball well, make people miss in space. Um, but I, I don't see the second round value there, mm-hmm. especially when you have guys like Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement. I don't think he's much of an upgrade from them. Um, yeah, it's sort of shocking, especially with a team that has a lot of needs in the secondary. I think their secondary is very light. Um, they, 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 they played well in, in the playoffs, but I think. Talent-wise, they could have used some help in a secondary and, and a linebacker. That's another crowded running back room. But they still have Sproles. Yep, they still got Sproles. Yeah. They got Jordan Howard. Josh Adams. Josh Adams. Yeah, Adams. Jordan. Oh, Corey Clement. That's yeah, it, uh, a crowded running back room for sure. Um, what do you What do you guys takes there in terms of, of fantasy? And as Adam mentioned, we'll we'll get more into the fantasy here. But no play. Yeah, this is this is one for me. I, I agree with you, Robbie. It's a no play for me. I mean. Uh, this team overall, I think the only bona fide, you know, maybe top three round pick is Zach Ertz. And everywhere else, I mean, Alshon definitely could be a fantasy asset. Um, one of the running backs could surprise, but I, I th- think there's too much, too much here to uh, sort of sort through, and not 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 a lot of clear options with um, guarantee volume. Like uh, the dark throw on Wentz late. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like. Hurts. Yeah, I'm looking at. Yeah, I love Deshaun Jackson this year as a pick really? for the Eagles. For yeah. fantasy or just yeah, for fantasy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he's gonna have another big year. He's still got the Jets. Um, he can really fly, and, and that's a team that's needed a reliable deep ball option. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how once. I mean, once has a cannon, he can get it down the field. So, as long as they can protect him, I think uh, you know. There's going to be some big plays to be had there in Philadelphia. Anything else to add, guys, on the Eagles? Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right. Uh, now we're going, about to, them boys? we're going to turn it over to the Cowboys here. Uh, Adam's got his Zeke jersey on. He's so the resident Cowboy expert. Yes, uh, yes, take it away. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, interesting year last year. They got off to a slow start. Started off at five, four and five. Um, there's... A lot of rumors going around, true or not, that Jason Garrett was on his way out. He uh, miraculously turned the season around, and uh, Cowboys made the playoffs, and he's still there. So, uh, 
Mr. Uh, playing on a lame duck contract, hand, though. Hand for himself. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, um, I guess I, you got to start off with their clear identity, and it's pound to rock. Um, they got, in my view, the best offensive line in the league. Travis Frederick, um, he dealt with some health issues last year. He's going to be back healthy at center position. You look at, you know, left their whole entire line, you have three first-round picks. Um Lalo Collins, who probably would have been a first-round pick if it wasn't for his uh, legal troubles going into the draft. And then Connor Williams, a second-round pick. So you got, you got immense talent on that, that O-line. Um, you got Ezekiel Elliott running back. Uh, Dak Prescott with a good read option. He can He's he's very capable as a, uh, a running back or QB that can run the ball out of that backfield. I, I think that, I mean, their identity is clear. that They're there to run the ball. They're there to pound it down your face. And... Um, I think once they got to that that mindset in the second half of last year, that's when they took off and started winning games. Um, when you look at their defense, um, defense was significantly improved after last year. Um, Rob Marinelli is a D coordinator. Um, the draft pick of Leighton Van Der Esch might have been one of the best defensive draft picks of the year last year. Um, played played extremely well alongside Jalen Smith, who seemed like he's getting a lot more healthy. Still got Sean Lee if he ever plays. Um, Snake Lee. Snake Lee. Um, <laughs> and you look at the secondary, you got Byron Jones, um, Xavier Woods, Awuzwe. I think this team is is destined for another playoff run, um, unless unless they have some injuries like to their stars, um, stars being Mari Cooper, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. I think this team is um, really destined for a run. I, the division is a little bit weak. I would I would say I think we might all agree that the, the NFC least is uh, not not the best division. Um, I, I can see the Cowboys, and you, you get you get Captain America Jason Witten back, and um, he's a good locker room guy, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. He's gonna immediately step in and you know do his job blocking. I'm not sure if he's gonna be a viable pass catching option this year. Um, but when I look at their additions, you got Randall Cobb um, signed sort of to play that slot, take over for Cole Beasley, who left in free agency. Do you think that's an upgrade or downgrade? I I don't think it's – I think it's pretty wash. It's pretty wash. I think it's a downgrade I think, just in the yeah. fact that Cobb, his injury history, it's not good. Beasley was just so reliable. I he think he, Beasley was incredibly underrated. Very underrated. Yeah. I, 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 could see, I could see Randall Cobb having a bounce back here, though. Mm-hmm. Different five sides, games different plays. Yeah, I mean, health, health provided, but I, I, Cole Beasley, is, they're going to miss him, especially with his rap record. Um, they dropped. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they traded for Robert Quinn um, on the outside. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to be a good addition because, I mean, Dexter Lawrence is a great pass rusher. They needed somebody on the opposite side of him, um, more of a speed threat. I think that he could have a sneaky good year when it comes to sack totals. Um in the inside, you got Tyrone Crawford, good player. Taco Charlton, sort of disappointed. Um, he hasn't came on as, as well as his draft stock would have led you to believe. But um, overall, I think the defense is good. Offense, barring health, because they don't have a lot of depth behind their, their star positions. And an O-line, they don't really have a lot of depth at all. Um, it, if this team stays healthy, I, I don't see any way they don't, they don't make, win 9-10 games. Going back to Dexter Lawrence, quick sidebar here, guys. 
Is he a top three outside pass rusher in the game? Like when I think of when I think of that position, I think of in no particular order, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, and I kinda go to Dexter Lawrence. I I guess. See, yeah, he's, he's right up there. Yeah. I'd agree. But yeah, I mean that, I think that defense is, is gonna continue to uh you know keep the Cowboys in games and uh I, I think what we saw last year out of the chemistry between uh Dakota Prescott and Amari Cooper, like that's just the beginning. I think uh you know, both those two are going to continue to thrive with each other. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, Adam, I think you hit the nail on the head. When that team just realizes that they need to give the ball to Zeke 25 times a game, they win because they control the clock. Their all-line just wears defenses down. They maul you, and, and Zeke just runs over everybody, and, and that's their formula to success. Well, going, going back to that Amari Cooper, one of the big things for them last year was once they made that trade to get Amari Cooper, he became a game changer. They had no wide receivers besides yep. Beasley. Yeah, they're, they're throwing in a bunch of nobodies out there. Bryce Butler, you know, Cole Beasley, and he's a solid slot receiver, but they had nobody on the outside. I know yeah, right. Michael Gallup. Yeah. I mean, he was a rookie last year. I do like his upside, but he was not ready to be the number one on that team yeah, last yeah, year. Um, regardless of how good he could be. But. Yeah, Amari just, like, opened up space to let the rest of the offense work. Um, so that's kind of where you saw that big turnaround, as you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty big key to this team winning. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Adam. I think, again, this is a team that's uh, – I mean, I definitely am picking them to win the NFC East. Um, but with that, uh, why don't we take... Are the, the Eagles favorites currently to win the NFC East? I think I remember seeing that. Hmm. That's uh, a good question. That is a good question. You want to check that out? I'll check that. As, uh, as we can kind of transition now to some of these uh, over-unders for the season. Well, I'll look that up. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get started. So... Looking at the lowest, we're, we're looking at the New York Giants. Their over-under is six wins right now. Mm. What do you guys What do you guys think about that one? Oh, man. Um, you know, considering uh, the trade with that they made with the uh, Cleveland Browns, I think you got to dog pound the under on this one, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was clever. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, honestly, I think this team sucks. So <laughs> I, I, I think you can find giant value. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to top that one. But yes, I mean, they were 5 11 last year, and I only see downgrades. Yeah. So, I mean, where are they going to go? It's Nothing but under. Is Pat Shermer a lame duck coach at this point? Yeah, I, feel, I feel bad for the guy because he, I mean, I don't think he's had a fair shot at coaching that team, and I doubt it was his decision to get rid of Odell Beckham. Um, oh, but, yeah, he, yeah. Might, he might just have bad luck of the draw with the team that hired him. Yep. All right, so, yeah, we've got a consensus there on the Giants. We're all taking the under. So uh, the next one yeah. we're looking at is the Washington Redskins at pretty close to this, it, but six and a half. Which is tough. They, they kind of finish around the 500 area. Um, I mean, they don't that, – that one's a tough one. I probably have to say – Barely over. I think they 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 could be a seven win team. They're so kind of stuck. It just seems like them for them. They're just stuck in that middling ground. You know what I mean? Like some teams, you got to kind of like tank, turn get high draft picks, turn the ship around, 
But if you get stuck in that middle, you're kind of Do they still have Mason there. Foster, like, man in the middle of that defense? Maybe, I don't know. Like, now that, now that uh, Ruben Foster went down. Yeah. But, I, I man, it's that's a close one. I want to say the over. I, I, I think... I think they're more of a 7-8 win team than they are a 6 win team. I'm going to say under with uh, the caveat that Dwayne Haskins isn't starting. I think if Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback from week one, I can see that team winning seven games. Oh. I, don't, I don't think Case Keenum. You don't think Case Keenum can win? I think we saw last year with the Broncos that... Yeah. And Case Keenum is one of those quarterbacks, you know, you put him on a good team with a good defense, he, he will win you games. But he's not going to be the guy that comes back down from 14 points, where I think Dwayne Haskins, with the arm he has, the ability to make big plays, I think he's a guy that can win you some games. Um, I mean, they, they were 7-9 and nine last year, and starting Colt McCoy was half the season. But they got six of those wins in their first nine games. That was also true. Yeah, with Alex Smith. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible injury. Joe. Terrible injury. All right, so I'm going over. Adam's going under. Robbie? I, I'm over. You're on the over? Barely, but yeah. know, seven wins. Yeah. Um, so ne- next up, we've got Dallas Cowboys at over, under nine. Currently, they're at plus 140 to win the NFC East, and the Eagles are minus 105. Oh. So wow, that's value on the Cowboys. I think we all like the value on the Cowboys. Yeah, I would bet the Cowboys to win this division, and I'm taking the over at nine. Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I think I yep. think that's a, one of the better better picks you're gonna have yeah. um with NFL futures heading into the season. Yeah. And believe it or not, folks, we are Chicago Bears fans, but uh, I think we, we just respect the hell out of the way the Cowboys play. So at least me and Adam respect Jerry Jones. Yeah, we we, we love the way <laughs> that they built this team. How so. about them Cowboys? That's right, that's yeah. right. So yeah, they went in the trenches, which yeah. us being NFC North uh, guys through and through is, is uh <laughs> it's nice to see. All right, so, yeah, we're, I think we're all on the uh, Cowboys consensus on the over there, and then uh, let's wrap up with the Eagles. Eagles right now are just a, a little bit over at 9.5. Mm. Well, that, I, I think that's a tough one. At least for me, that's a, that's a little tough. That's I, an I un- think it's that's an under for me. It's like barely an under for me. I, I could definitely you know, see them getting 10 wins. You know what, they were 9-7 and seven last year. They had a lot of bad injuries. I, I think I'm going to fairly take the over. Okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think that defense is going to take a step back. And, and uh, you know, I think the Redskins are better than a lot of uh, people think. I could see them splitting with the Eagles. I could definitely see uh, the Washington winning that game at home. So uh, we'll see there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the under. I think they wind up at about eight or nine wins. So looking at division strengths now. How do you see the NFC stacking up? Because I know the NFC North, I think we all can agree, is a pretty good division. Yeah. Um, NFC South also, I think we agree that that's a division. I think both good. those divisions are better than the NFC East, yeah. I, I think the NFC East is better than the NFC West, though. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. So maybe maybe rank third out of the four yeah. divisions. Yep. I agree with that. Yep. All right, guys, I think that wraps up our division segment. Now we are going to turn it over to On the Clock. All right, Adam, you've got our topic for the day. Uh, Why don't you uh, let us in on this one? Okay, so we're going at an American staple of 
the diet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> American diet staple here. We, we, we're talking about American fast foods. There's two names that come to mind. I'm going to ask you guys to choose one. McJangles, McDonald's, or BK Lounge, Burger King. Oof. Ooh. Okay. You want to take it, Robbie? I, think, I, I like, I like my McDonald's as an all-around good choice. Um, you know, BK Lounge. It, it, it could get you every now and then. It could have those boom games, those days where you, you want to mix things up. You throw a dart in, it just absolutely hits. But I, I like the consistency of McDonald's. They've got a great breakfast menu. Um, so I, I think it's an all-around good play. All right, I'm going to end this argument right here. Oreo shake from Burger King. There's no, there's no answer for that. I'll drop if this If this mic wasn't uh, hooked up to a boom crane, I would drop it. Like... That is. I still don't think that overcomes. That's just one point of it. Dude, those the burgers That's are far one. better. They got the flame grilled burgers that I think are far superior to uh, the McDonald's patties. It's like got more so, depth than McDonald's. But, but does does Burger King have an answer to McCafe ass? <laughs> well, that's the. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, I think McDonald's went all in on PC America, and I, and I kind of like Burger King for holding out as like, you know what, we are just a fast food burger chain, and we're not trying to be this like diet like Wi Fi like pseudo Starbucks like place that you can hang out like you know thanks for keeping it real Burger King yeah I like the King advertising yeah the King you know he's out there those old ones from like 10 yeah. or so you know years ago, McDonald's started going on a decline when they got rid of the Did McDonald's characters those like BK like Xbox games way back long time ago like, they had like uh, <laughs> oh no they had like <laughs> motorcycle racing is one you could get they had one called like Sneak King where you'd like sneak King? up behind people oh and give them burgers it was whoa it was, it was bizarre <laughs> it was, like, it was bizarre yeah I was saying, wow wow I think I need to I need to investigate this clearly yeah it was it was a I, I hear like you making an argument for Burger King with, with these know, statements you provide I, I, I might I might switch my <laughs> the fluff oh man, oh, man. I, I would I would have to go McDonald's yeah I, I, you, you can't go wrong with the breakfast choices, the McCafe. I, I think the food is better at Burger King, but overall, I got to go with McDonald's. Yeah, Big Jangles. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll be back at you soon here with another episode. Uh, take care, and we'll see you soon.